Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast. We have the Old Time Radio Superman Show. Uh, We went through every uh, episode of Superman available uh, on Old Time Radio between 2008 uh, to 2018 while we had a server issue that took a bunch of the... Uh, episodes down. We're working on getting that restored, and we have the last uh, 300 plus episodes available to listen to. Just go over to the Old Time Radio Superman Show wherever uh, you have a podcast available and check that out. And uh, we also have our World War II podcast, the war.greatdetectives.net. We have the Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And the video uh, counterpart to this podcast over at Public Domain Video Theater, videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Well, today we're going to get into the last episode of O'Hara. Jack Moyles uh, reprised the role of O'Hara for seven episodes between May and July of 1956. The series returned to CBS October the 1st of 1956. However, Stacy Harris was cast as the lead. Uh, Stacy Harris is probably best known to uh, listeners of this program as uh, someone who was often a uh, supporting character or a heavy in programs like Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, and also Dragnet. And if you listen to the aforementioned old-time Radio Superman podcast when I was first playing it, you may have heard Stacy Harris as the voice of Batman. But Harris's best-remembered role was as FBI agent Jim Taylor on This Is Your FBI. So he was definitely up to the task of uh, taking on the role of O'Hara for uh, five weeks. Now, why CBS chose to bring it back for five weeks and only five weeks, I don't know. But this is the last episode of the series. Uh, the original air date is October the 29th of 1956, and the title is The Lost Boy. Oh, Hong Kong, October 29th. Here is the story of a very unfortunate little boy who got stranded down an old Macau. O'Hara, transcribed reports from one of America's noted foreign correspondents, whose syndicated column appears throughout the world. Whenever I feel in the need of a little excitement, or when I find myself becoming bored with Hong Kong, or I'm running short on stories for the column, I make the 35-mile trip to the Portuguese colony of Macau. 
They call it the Monte Carlo of the Orient. And they boast that if you can't get it in Macau, you can't get it anywhere. A friend of mine lives in Macau. His name is General Yip Kim Chung. And last Thursday, I decided to pay him a visit. So a little past eight in the morning, I was leaning against the rail of the small passenger steamer, watching a school of porpoise racing along in front of the bow. I'd been standing there maybe five minutes when he came out of the cabin to join me. Boy, they sure can swim fast, can't they? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they sure can. How fast do you think they're going now? Oh, maybe 16, 17 knots. Gee. Uh, well, how many miles an hour is that? Well, let's see. That's uh, almost 20, I think. Gee, I sure wish I could swim 20 miles an hour. <laughs> what would you do if you could? Oh, get in the Olympics and stuff like that. Well, you want some gum? It's American. No, thanks, son. Not right now. Hey, are you a sailor? No. No, I'm not. Do I look like one? Well, not exactly, but you know all about knots and those porpoises. Well, I used to do some sailing on weekends. A friend of mine had a boat. Gee, that sure must have been fun. Yes. Hey, hey, will you look at the junks? Boy, hundreds of them. Mm Mm-hmm. They're all fishing. Gee, those black ones remind me of pirate ships. You suppose we'll meet up with any pirates today? No, I doubt it. Pirates were chased out of these waters almost 20 years ago. Well, that's not what my pop says. Oh? Uh Uh-uh. In his letter, he said a lot of smugglers make their headquarters in Macau. And he said a lot of pirates have gone into business there. You know something? I have to admit, your pop's right. Sure he is. My pop wouldn't say anything that wasn't... Hey, look at those porpoises, John. Yeah. Where do you live, Tommy? In Tokyo with my mom and stepdad. We moved there last week when he got transferred. Before that, we lived on... Hey, how'd you know my name? It's on the tag that's pinned on your coat. Oh, I forgot about that. You traveling alone? Yeah. I'm going to visit my pop in Macau for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What's your name? O'Hara. Bob O'Hara. Well, I'm glad to meet you, Mr. O'Hara. Well, thank you. I'm oh, glad to meet you, Tim. Please do not ever disappear like that again. Oh, gee, I just came out to watch the porpoises jump. What's the matter, Sturtis? Are you giving you trouble? No, not really, Mr. O'Hara. But it is my duty to watch him, and every time I turn my back, he's gone, just like a firecracker making noise. (laughs) Now, you come along inside, Tommy. I want you to finish your milk. I talked to the boy once more before we rounded the point that marks the entrance to the small harbor of Macau. I learned that his father was a Portuguese national. He had met Tommy's mother while in the States going to college. And then, a few years after Tommy was born, they were divorced. It was just 11 when they lowered the gangplank. I went ashore and stood in line with the other passengers, waiting for the immigration officer to check my passport. Hey, Mr. O'Hara. Yeah, Tommy? Do you know how long this takes? It'll only take a few minutes. You you got your passport handy? Sure. Will you see your father anywhere, Tommy? How can I? Gee, it's so crowded. Where exactly did you say for you to meet him? Right here where they look at your passport. You should be waiting on the other side of the entrance gate. No, I told you. He said he'd meet me right here. Well, don't you worry about it, Tommy. He'll show up. Oh, I'm not, Mr. O'Hara. My pop always does everything he says he's going to do. He'll be here. (laughs) 
Because I go over to Macau quite often, most of the immigration officers know me. And a moment later, one of them handed me my usual 24-hour tourist permit. I said goodbye to Tommy and told the stewardess that I'd be going back on the same steamer that afternoon. A few minutes later, I arrived at the business establishment of my friend, Yip Kim Chung. Kim Chung had once been a general in the Nationalist Army. Since his arrival in Macau, he had acquired the most luxurious gambling house on the inappropriately named Street of Happiness. The general seemed taller and heavier than I remembered. We had a long talk, an even longer lunch, and then I returned to the dock to board the steamer. Please. What is it, stewardess? The Castro boy. Tommy? Well, what about him? His father has not yet come to meet him, and he feels very bad. That's a shame. Where's the boy? Over there, against the wall, watching everyone who comes in from the street. Oh, I see. Uh, did you try calling Mr. Castro? Several times, but there was no answer. Please see what you can do to help him. Sure. He cannot stay here, in this place. And because he is a child, they will not allow him to enter Macau unless an adult assumes full responsibility for him. They they want him to go back to Hong Kong this afternoon. It will be difficult to make him leave, Mr. O'Hara. I'll take care of him. Hi. Hi. Well, I hear your father must have his dates mixed up. I guess he thinks you're arriving tomorrow instead of today, huh? Oh, no, Mr. O'Hara, he couldn't be mixed up. He bought the airplane tickets and reserved the seat. And in his letter, he said to take this boat today. Well, maybe he's a little absent-minded. Maybe he forgot, Tommy. If you had a son and he was coming to visit you for the first time in seven years, would you forget? No. No, I I guess you're right, Tommy. Mr. O'Hara, I must go aboard now. Will you... Yes, sure, I'll... I'll catch the late boat tonight or the early one tomorrow morning. You you go right ahead, Stuart. Thank you. Tommy, I... Hope your father comes for you very soon. He will. I know it. Goodbye, Tommy. Bye, and thanks. What, Tom? You you still got some of that American chewing gum? Oh, yeah. Can I have a stick of it? Okay. Mint or raspberry? I don't really care. Raspberry's the best. Here. Thanks, Tom. Are you mind if I sit down there beside you? Oh, no. It's not very clean. Oh, that's okay. Tommy, we're going to have to figure out something. I guess you know those immigration men don't want you staying here. I won't go back to Hong Kong or any place else. They can't make me. Oh, yes, they could if they wanted to. But we're going to see if we can't fix it so that they don't want to, huh? Well, how? Well, if they'll let me, I'll be responsible for you until my permit runs out tomorrow morning. Well, oh, gosh, Mr. Now, now, wait, wait a minute, young man. I, I don't know yet if they'll let me. I'll tell you what, you stay right here and I'll go and ask him. Had a deal? Yes, sir. Oh, Tommy, uh, you know what your father does, don't you? I mean, what kind of a job he has? Oh, sure. He's the principal of one of the schools here. Oh? Well, do you know which one? No, I... Oh, that's right. Don't worry about it. Now, look, here's what we'll do. I'll call your father's house again, and if he isn't there, we'll find out where he teaches. Okay? Sure, Mr. O'Hell. That'll be okay. I signed the necessary papers and then tried to reach Mr. Castro by phone, but there was still no answer. So, with Tommy's help, we carried his things out to a cab and asked the driver to take us to the Macanese equivalent of the Board of Education. It was in a large stone building. Tommy stayed with the cab while I went inside. 
Oh, 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 friend, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Do you speak English? Yes. I said we're closed for the day. Come tomorrow. Well, I won't have time tomorrow. I'm leaving for Hong Kong on the early boat. Uh, sorry, sir. Now, wait a minute. Oh, hold it. Look, all I want is the name of the school where Louis Castro is the principal, the, the head teacher. You are an American, are you not, sir? Yeah, that's right. Where are you staying? At the Bella Vista. Do you have your passport? Well, sure, but... May I see it, please? Oh, look, don't you understand? All please, I want is the name sir. of... Please, the... sir. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Very well, Mr. O'Hara. You're satisfied now? That you're an American? Yes. Excuse me. Hmm? I hope you don't mind talking out here in the hall. I found it to be much safer. Safer from what? You all made school teacher? Mr. why are you so interested in locating Mr. Castro? Because his son is waiting outside. Now, Castro was supposed to meet him this morning when the boat docked, but he didn't show up, and I'm helping the boy find him. Okay? That is your only reason? Now, now look, mister, I've answered all the questions I intend to. Will you tell me the name of that school? The name does not matter. Castro is not there. All right, where is he? I don't know. All I do know is that he telephoned his school's office this morning before the first class. He said he would not be in today. Well, that's all? He didn't, he didn't say why, or he isn't sick, is he? No, and he has not been at home all day. Now, we know that already, well... Next thing to do is check the hospital. He is not in a hospital, Mr. Hara. I inquired this afternoon. Now, why would you do that? Uh, Mr. Hara, I'm sure I could be of more help to you later tonight if you would care to meet me. All right. Where? Any public place where we would not be conspicuous. How about General Yip's gambling palace? Fine. Say at 11. Oh, it is uh, usually a very crowded Perhaps we should arrange to meet in a particular section. I'll be right outside the general's office. I shall find you, Mr. O'Hara. You better. I didn't trust the little clerk any more than he had trusted me. And I knew he'd be watching as I walked to the cab, so when I reached it, I had Tommy step out on the curb for a moment. Then we started for the Bella Vista. I was wondering why that clerk had been so cautious when I noticed that Tommy was watching me. I smiled at him and hoped he hadn't realized just how worried I was. There's a terrace dining room with a dance floor, orchestra, and a view at the Bella Vista. And to give our morale a boost, I decided that we should have dinner out there. We'd finished our dessert and were watching the dancers when a waiter approached and handed me a note. Mr. O'Hara? Mr. O'Hara? Let, let me finish on this. I'm not sure, Tommy. Oh, isn't it signed? Yeah, yeah, but... Tommy, you're getting to be a big boy now. You're almost a man. And it's time that you knew that people have to do things sometimes that seem cruel to, to other people, but are really the best thing for everybody. You mean like Mom making me take cash Yeah, that's right. Well, sometimes when they do these things, they can't always explain why they're doing them. Do you understand that? Yes, sir, I think so. 
Thank God. Now, Tommy, would you recognize your father's handwriting if you saw it? Sure, he writes up. It's from my pop, isn't it, Mr. O'Hara? Yahoo! When's he Tommy, coming to get me? Tommy, Tommy, not... Did he say? Is it going to be tonight or in the morning? Tommy, will you stop? Tommy, stop it, will you? Now, look. Now, wait a minute. Now, you read this, but first I want you to tell me if it's your father's handwriting. Well, let's see. Yeah, that's Pop's writing room. All right, now you're sure of that, huh? Yes, sir. Oh, Pop wrote it, and that's the way he always signs his name. Didn't you believe he wrote it? Well, I just wanted to be sure, Tommy. All right, you you go ahead and read it now. Okay. Dear Mr. O'Hara, hey, how come he didn't send it to me? Just, just, just read it, Tommy, will you? Yes, sir. I regret not being able to thank you personally for the great kindness you have... Uh, uh, accorded, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the great kindness you have accorded my son, Tommy. However, business affairs which arose while my son was en route allow me no time to see the boy much as I would care to. Go on. Go on, son. Just, just remember what I told you. Enclosed, you will find his return plane ticket. Please see his... He leaves at the earliest possible moment. Thanks again. Louis Castro. I'm sorry, son. He could have at least found time to say hello to me. He could have brought this letter himself or called on the phone. Why didn't he, Mr. O'Hara? It isn't fair. Gee, we made all kinds of plans. We're going to go hiking and do so many things. So all right, he got busy, but why couldn't he take time out just to just to see me for a minute? Why, Mr. O'Hara? Why couldn't he? I don't know, son. I just don't know. been around a long time. I've seen a lot, and there isn't much that one human being can do to another that will really bother me, but this did. Upstairs, I told Tommy I was sure his father really wanted to see him, and he probably felt just as bad as Tommy did because he couldn't. Tommy didn't believe me, and I didn't believe it myself. I wanted to meet this Louis Castro. I wanted to see a man who was so busy he couldn't spare five minutes for his son Finally, I managed to get Tommy into bed, and about an hour later, he was sound asleep. I asked one of the bellboys to keep an eye on our room, and then I walked down to General Yip Kim Chung's gambling palace. I had told the general at lunch that I was leaving on the afternoon steamer for Hong Kong, so I knew he'd be surprised to see me. Oh, Mr. O'Hara, you go right in the place. Thank you, Pian. No, by my troth, no man who is mortal can possibly be here in this room and in Hong Kong at the same time. So hold, fiend or devil, whatever ye be, and state your purpose, or else I won't buy you a drink. <laughs> oh, after that bit of literary murder, you ought to buy Shakespeare. <laughs> and how I would like to. What wonderful gutty stuff that man wrote. What a soldier I could have made of him. 
General, you probably would have. Ah, I see your point. Well, I am glad you're staying overnight. But you should have let me know earlier we could have arranged something. Here you are, my friend. Thanks. I really didn't know until after I reached the boat that I was going to... Oh, a girl? No. No, a little boy's father didn't show up to meet him. So I'm taking care of him. Oh, uh, where is his father? He's busy. Too busy to see him even once. Instead, he sent a note telling the boy to go back home to his mother. So he's doing that in the morning. The father and mother are divorced? Yeah. Hmm. That is sad. Excuse me. Hmm. Who? Who is there? Here. I have word to tell Miss O'Hara. Yes? Miss O'Hara, there is man who saw you enter here. Portuguese man. He say he meet with you now. Never o'clock. Are you tell him to forget it, Pian. Tell him it, it isn't important anymore. Yes, sir. I tell him as he say. Who, uh, who was that Portuguese man? Oh, man who might know where Tommy's father is. Right now, I don't care. Well, how is he's... your drink, my friend? Oh, it's fine. Just fine. Thanks. Oh, you are tired. You should relax more, O'Hara. Sure. It's a good thing you're not in my business. You would soon be bankrupt. Now, what makes you think so? Oh, you let the troubles of other people come become your own. Well, sometimes I can't help it. General, how many Portuguese live here in Macau? Ah, uh, last census, 1,204, of which almost 73% favor this house when they play. Well, then you know most of them, huh? Oh, not by their faces, but by their characters on wealth or lack of wealth. Well, do you know a man named Louis Castro? He's the principal, head teacher for one of the schools here. Oh, I know of the man. Uh, to my knowledge, he has never been inside this house. Well, what do you know about him? Only what I have heard. The two sons of my nephew attend his school. My nephew believes that Mr. Castro is a man who should be much respected. Oh, really? Well, I have a story for your nephew. Castro's the man who's too busy to see his own son. Luis Castro? No, I find that hard to believe. Well, I can show you the note he sent me. Oh, I don't doubt your word, O'Hara. But for a man who loves children as Castro does, enough to have made them his life's work. It is indeed strange he would treat his son the way you have described. What was that? Do you not listen when I speak? No, no, I heard you, General. I heard you fine. What the General had said was an obvious fact, a truth. Yet it hadn't occurred to me because I had wanted to believe only the worst of Louis Castro. I'd started disliking him at the dock when he hadn't shown up to meet Tommy. And this, with the effect the note had had on me, had made me blind to the facts. So blind that someone who didn't want me asking questions about Castro's disappearance had been able to make a first-class fool of me. I looked around the gambling hall a couple of times and then went outside. Pardon, senor. Huh? Are you a doctor? No, no, I'm not. Oh, excuse me, I must find a doctor. What? Man has been stabbed. He ran on into the gambling palace. I looked down into the street where several people were gathering, and then I started down toward them. Excuse me. Hiya. Will, it, will you let me through? Please? Excuse me, please. Here. Don't, don't, don't try to talk. Today Don't. Yeah. What? Please, ask them to... Call the priest. I will. I'll get him for you. 
Wait, huh? what you wanted to know? It members of Dragon Society won Castro. He wouldn't listen. They take him. Now, please, get priest. By the time I found a priest, the clerk was dead. I needed a couple of stiff drinks and a lot of help. So I went back to the general and I told him what had happened. But it was not your fault, O'Hara. Oh, now, don't try to con me, General. Of course it was my fault. All I had to do when he came here was stand up and walk to that door and ask him to come in. And an hour later, you would have had a knife in your back. Maybe. But in the meantime, we'd have known where to find Castro. We can still know this. Oh, how? The Dragon Society is not a large organization, O'Hara. But it is a rich one. Most of the members are merchants. And most of them play here. Among the names in my file, I am sure there are many who belong to this society. I will choose one with little courage. Great. And we ask him to take us to Castro, and of course he does. Yes, exactly. It may take a few minutes before he is willing to do this. Oh, now look, General. If you do not care to witness the interrogation, O'Hara, you may wait outside. Played Fantan, lost a few dollars. Then tried Mahjong and lost a few more. Then Pien, the general servant, told me it was time to go back into the office. Ah, friend O'Hara, allow me to present another friend of mine. This is Mr. Sun Am Yi. He is a member of the famed Dragon Society and has asked to meet you. Yes, I'll just bet he has. Is he not a miserable specimen? <laughs> You will never imagine where my men found him. Okay, I give up where. Here, playing fantan. Huh? <laughs> Amusing. Oh, and before I forget, this knife you may have for a souvenir. It was his duty to silence the clerk. Oh, he's the boy, huh? Will he talk? <laughs> like a magpie. Oh, please, I tell you anything. Please. All right, all right, where is Castro? He, uh... He is being held at the Lung Chi. You know where that is, General? Oh, yes. It is a hotel not far from here. Why are you holding him prisoner? What did he do to you? He did nothing to me personally. But to the Dragon Society, he is a dangerous man. Tomorrow, they send him to China. Keep talking, Mr. Son, please. Yes, yes. Dragon Society members are merchants, traders do most of business with Red China. If trade with China stopped, we would be bankrupt. Mr. Castro, dangerous mind. But why? How could he hurt your trade with China? He is a strong anti-communist. He is teacher. He teaches communism not good. He is respected by many people. They listen to him. They believe what he say. And now he is to be given government post. Who can say... What changes he will make, of course, to be made. Perhaps China become angry with us. Then no more trade. Ah. Well, General, I think it's time we call the police. Oh, please, my friend, not the police. Hmm? They would raid Lung Chi's and find only the usual filth. All right, so you're a general. You tell me. I have ten Koreans working here. They are very tall, very large men. They would welcome the exercise. 
You know what you are to do, O'Hara. Yes, General, I know. Repeat it, please. I do not want you to have any trouble. All right, I'm to wait out here near the entrance until you bring Castro out. Then it'll be my job to get him away from here. That is correct. Now, you wait here, O'Hara. dawn by the time I got back to the hotel. I had Tommy get up and dress. I didn't tell him where we were going or why, and he didn't care. He sat beside me quietly, expressionless, like a little lost boy. At the hospital, I asked him to go inside with me to visit a friend. Okay, Tommy. Go on in. Huh? This is my friend's room. You go on in. Okay. Go on. I waited a few minutes, and then I went in to speak to Mr. Castro. He told me he had known the Dragon Society men were after him, and just before they caught him, he had talked to the clerk from the school board. Then he sent the note to me so that Tommy would not become involved. It's funny about kids. In a moment, Tommy had forgotten everything bad that had happened to him. He wasn't lost anymore. I don't think he ever will be again. O'Hara stars Stacey Harris. It is transcribed and directed in Hollywood by Anthony Ellis. Tonight's story was written by Charles B. Smith. Featured in our cast were Richard Beals, Virginia Gregg, Don Diamond, Charlie Long, and Ben Wright. Musical supervision by Carl Fortina. Hello, this is Stacy Harris stepping out of the role of O'Hara to say that one thing foreign assignments teach you, whether they're real or fictional, is the greatness of our own free elections. One week from tomorrow, November 6th, you have a chance to cast your vote in one of the most important of those elections. Don't fail to do so. And join all of CBS News' distinguished correspondents, newsmen and analysts, stationed here, there and everywhere, to bring you the fastest, most complete election story ever. Right here on CBS Radio.
Welcome back. The one thing I did question about this episode was the way that O'Hara jumped to a conclusion about the father. Even after he had talked to the clerk of the school, who gave an impression that something else was going on. Also, I have to say that I really enjoyed that uh, closing music on this. Uh, just a solid piece for uh, theme music. Could listen to that for quite a while. All right, well, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Melanie, Patreon supporter since June 2016, currently supporting the show at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. And then join us back next Monday, Casey Crime Photographer. Next next Tuesday, the Australian version of The Fat Man. And then uh, next Saturday, we'll be getting into Under Arrest. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.